0: Hi, I'm Alice Zhao.
1: I'm Curtis Herbert. I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Firely.
0: And I'm Aline Sims. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us, wait, no, four of us talk about our efforts to make a living from web and mobile, although I think these days we're mostly mobile.
2: Or, well, I guess in Aline's case, making money off the people who make money making a living off the app store. Yeah? Nice. That works? That works. That That
0: works. (laughs) And with that, I want to welcome Aline. Woo! Hello. Woo! <laughs> so I'm so excited to have you here. I think uh, I may have been stalking you for quite some time, <laughs> and I know the two of you have also known her in perhaps non-stalking matters.
3: I,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't stand outside her windows or anything like that. That's that's too much. Yeah, I, I yeah. don't condone stalking.
2: I
3: really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So it's just me. It's just me. Uh, But Alina, I'm so excited to have you here. I know that you have been working on something really exciting that is pretty much, it feels like it's catered towards our audience.
3: I, yeah, I would say there's 100% overlap. 100%
0: overlap. (laughs) Perfect. In that case, we made no mistakes asking you to come on. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well as the project that you're working on?
3: Yeah, I am Aline Sims. I am a writer and podcaster uh, based out of Seattle, Washington. And I have a business where I help independent Apple ecosystem developers with the non-code side of launching their apps.
2: Oh, the part we hate.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's the one. And I am currently working on a guide, which I'm hoping to have out before September to help give developers a good primer on the process and what they need to do.
1: So you're saying that your target audience then is indie developers, basically us, who generally have no idea what they're doing when it comes to like putting products out into the world.
3: Yeah, because I think what happens, the narrative that I hear so often is developers come to me, developers who are friends who I've, with whom I've talked, are often, well, I figured out Swift or Objective-C. I figured out how to get the UI elements in place um, so I know what it looks like. I know what my app is. And now... I have no idea what I, I need to do. I thought that I could just you know take a couple of minutes and put my app on the app store. And that's not the case. And there aren't really any good guides. You can piece together the information slowly and painfully, but there aren't really any kind of comprehensive guides to help walk people through that process.
2: So yeah, when launching an app, there's a lot to do. With, there, there's a process, <laughs> as you alluded to. And What can you dig in a little bit more to like, what kind of stuff are you looking to help developers with? Because that's a wide berth. When you say not the Swift stuff, that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So, so what are you, where are are you focusing in on any areas? Are you taking kind of a broad approach? You know, what kind of things have you helped people with?
3: So it, it is a broad approach at this point. Um, My plan is to continue to update the guide and provide those updates for free to people. Nice. So depending upon what the feedback is and what people say, things will kind of go in different directions over time. But in the beginning, it's really an overview. And the guide is split into three sections. The first one is actually breaking the news that you kind of have to become a storyteller to launch an app.
2: Oh, I love that.
3: And then the others are about, you know, how do you talk to the press? How do you put your product? page together? What do you need to have on your website? Yes, you really, really need to have a press kit. I'm sorry. You've got to learn how to put that together. Um, So like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, And I've actually used Curtis both for slopes and jelly for gift wrapped. I've used your sites as examples of Beacons of Shining Hope, because you both do really good jobs <laughs> with your press kits.
0: Look at that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's just, it's an overview. And then over time, I'd really like to get to a point where I have decision trees or, you know, workflows, because depending upon what your app does, you need to do different things to prep for launch. And so kind of helping decide, How to prioritize and what needs to go and what you can skip will hopefully be in a pretty quickly released update to to everything. But right now it's I really want to get it out to people to help them with iOS 13.
2: Yeah, that's that's smart because like it's it is going to be very different. Like I noticed back long, long ago when I was starting Slopes, you know, I really didn't have an audience or anything. And the idea of like, oh, I'm going to chase down the press and get them to cover my app is a lot harder when it's just an app coming out of a blue that they don't know the author behind. And I could definitely imagine, I guess you might prioritize the press a little bit less if you're completely new with a new app that isn't somehow magically ground shattering nowadays that the press is just going to want to inherently cover anyway. So I imagine like there's a lot of thought behind that decision tree. Yeah,
3: Yeah, I mean, in the early days, (laughs) back in my day,
2: (laughs) back in the Objective-C day,
3: (laughs) right back in the Objective-C days, like we're talking iPhone 3G first app store it was a Mm -hmm. lot easier to get noticed by the press because there weren't a lot of apps now there are how many how many million billion apps and getting press coverage even for for me as a person with friends who write about apps and who have large audiences I have a hard time getting my client's work published. Yeah. And so then it's okay. So how do we try to make this something where you build an audience more gradually? And, A lot of it boils down to persistence, really. But yes, reach out to members of the press. Yes, have a press kit together. Because if you don't have that and someone's like, oh, this looks really interesting and you don't have a press kit together, they may not write about it and you've lost a huge opportunity. Mm -hmm. So you need to have those things done. But like, should you spend 50 hours emailing different media outlets? Probably not. You should probably spend your time somewhere else.
0: Yeah, I feel like media is such a still like that whole area is such a black hole, like how to properly even write an email, even a subject line that catches someone's eye. Like I've tried a lot of things, but just none of it seems to stick. So clearly not my forte.
3: Well, and the reality (laughs) is that they get so much mail from so many developers. If they spend two seconds looking at your email, you're lucky. You've got to get the subject just right. You've got to know, again, going back to storytelling, how do you tell your story in a sentence, in a way that's compelling. It sounds really scary. It's easier than you might think. And you get to iterate. But again, that's why press is not your number one way to go. The benefit to building an audience using social media is far, far greater than doing a lot of press outreach.
2: So you were kind of alluding to, you know, the press situation changing uh, since the iPhone launched uh, forever ago. Yeah. But when the App Store got redesigned a couple iOS's ago. You and I were sitting there at Social Policy, rest in peace, going over an iPad and picking apart the App Store and trying to figure out how that was going to change the equation for developers, indie developers, anyone making a living in the App Store. I'm really curious like to kind of follow up from that conversation that dear listeners have no insight into what we said. <laughs> how do you think that's played out? Uh, you know, What are your opinions of how the changes to the App Store have affected apps getting noticed, you know, new developers being noticed and stuff like that?
3: It's interesting because it's hard to tell. My sample size is small. I work with, I don't work with developers really on an ongoing basis. It's kind of on a one and done type project. I really think it's a mixed bag, Mm -hmm. which sounds kind of like a cop-out answer, but I know of people who have been featured on the App Store, like they they went through, there's a way that you can submit your app to the editorial team so that they can consider it for feature when you release, if you're lucky. Jelly,
2: we'll include a link in the show notes.
3: Yeah. And <laughs> and if you also, they want that at least six weeks before you launch, huh. which is...
1: That's crazy Tell Yeah,
3: yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> so I've heard of people getting featured and literally getting many thousands of views on their product page and getting a couple of hundred downloads. I've heard of people being featured and getting many thousands of views on their product page and getting a lot of downloads and being like, this is the best day ever. It's like Christmas in whatever mm-hmm. month it is. So it's it's really kind of a of a mixed bag. And my hope for that editorial process is that it would really rise the best apps and make them kind of available to everybody and that has happened we also see some of the scammy apps that are like oh yeah sixty dollars a week subscription to our coloring book app or whatever and so um i feel like we've seen in addition to feelings of subscription fatigue from iphone users and potentially your apps users we're also seeing a distrust of apps on the app store who use any kind of subscription pricing or anything that isn't free. Yeah,
2: I've definitely seen, at least myself, anecdotally speaking, I, I think I blogged about this, um, when I got featured App of the Day last year compared to the previous year, Like it was, I think... 40,000 downloads the first year and then like 11,000 downloads this year just because they changed the format so that editorial content doesn't stay around for an entire week like it used to. So it certainly seems like this store, while it might be kind of a mixed bag, certainly isn't the silver bullet it used to be.
3: Yeah. And I think it, it also doesn't help that they they kind of rotate through the same stories So developers get featured and they don't necessarily know they're featured. Hmm. And I don't think that's a problem in and of itself, but they're not always surfacing new content to people. And so I think that people get bored and don't check in maybe as often as they would have otherwise. I don't really know what's behind that, but... I'm wondering if that's kind of a little detrimental too.
0: So as you said, um, you're going for more of a broad approach. What do you feel like were some of the challenges when creating App Launch Map? Because you seem to cover pretty much everything. <laughs> it's really hard to write a
3: guide. <laughs> <laughs> writing is really hard. Sorry, I'm telling you that you need to become a storyteller. And then I'm telling you that writing is really hard. <laughs> but honestly, that's that's been the biggest challenge for me is... I have a lot of knowledge and even talking to you three, I'm like, Oh, I should include that in the guide. This is not covered yeah. in the guide. I need to so I just need to have weekly conversations with the three of you or something, but figuring out how to prioritize, like what is the most important thing? Because I don't want, this isn't a 500 page comprehensive manual, right? It's really at this point, it sits at 30 pages, um, single space pages, which is also longer than I actually wanted it to be. So what is the most important information? How do I convey it in a way that is somehow both simultaneously succinct and comprehensive and understandable and that I can underscore the importance of what I'm saying? Like, How do I make sure that I am phrasing things in such a way or placing enough emphasis on aspects of the process that people might not want to hear so that they're like, yeah, Mm, yeah. maybe that's going to be a little bit painful, but I understand why I need to do that. That whole process has been really hard for me because it's an involved process. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So making that something that's kind of like short, easy to digest and also thorough and also not scary is kind of a thing because it's not scary it's just it's a lot of work to prepare for a launch
2: it also sounds like you're describing trying to get a five-year-old to eat their vegetables to be honest (laughs) 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 it's a scary process
0: (laughs) no that i can do (laughs) you stand in front of
3: a bunch of developers and be like okay i'm gonna turn you into storytellers and see what the (laughs) response
1: is Uh, you're asking people to to step outside of their comfort zone and a lot of indie developers come from a developer background not a writing background or a media background or anything like that so it stands to reason that making them do something that is outside of their comfort zone would be
3: hard yeah yeah it is and well, it's not
2: even comfort zone it's probably something they just actively don't like to do like i have to engage with the press you know the classic stereotype of the developer is i don't like to talk to people um which is obviously not all but it it's something that i imagine that a lot of us are not comfortable necessarily putting ourselves out there. Because that can be vulnerable sometimes, putting your new product out there and saying, hey, Press, can you take a look at this? And nobody gets back to you. Like that is a disheartening feeling that I've gone through a lot. And it's hard. So I can definitely imagine like if you don't have that rejection armor built up, some of this stuff can be kind of daunting.
3: Oh, absolutely. And people are afraid of writing. You write your code and it can be ugly and maybe a little hacked together and not perfect. And nobody else is going to see that, right? I mean, air quotes, but you know, you can feel pretty confident that that's not going out to everybody. You're not submitting that to the app store editorial team. You're not submitting that to Mac stories and all of the uh, tech crunch and whatever media outlets. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge leap to ask people to do that. And I mean, how do you overcome that? That's when you ask friends to help you, honestly. Just say, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this, right? Like as indies, because I'm an indie too, I ask for help all the time. It's just something you've got to do. So if it's not in your core competency or you're not even sure about it, just – ask for help ask for someone to proofread ask is this engaging are you interested in reading this can you help me make it more interesting and people like to help especially friends and family members and if they don't want to help you reevaluate your friends and family members you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) get rid of that sister of mine right no she's probably the nicest of all my siblings (laughs) there's only two of them
1: (laughs) so there are a lot of challenges to getting developers to eat their veggies (laughs) what would you say that some of the easiest wins that they can capitalize on are that are often overlooked by most developers
3: that's a really hard question okay (laughs) (laughs) it was a really hard
2: question to get out so yeah it was it
3: was hard thank thank you the
2: correct answer is download my guide in september and you'll find (laughs) out
3: (laughs) I know I keep talking about the storytelling element, but it's not as scary as it sounds because here's the thing about telling the story. Really what it is is just figuring out what your most important, most compelling features are and figuring out how to talk about that. And honestly, I don't think it's as difficult as it sounds. I think it's a really easy win. If I ask any of you about your apps and about the most important features, depending upon what your app is, you can probably list three, four, five, six, a dozen things, right? That differentiates your app or makes it special or that people have given you feedback about that they love. And so really all you're doing is assembling that and saying, okay, this is how I'm telling other people. I'm telling the world about my app. Honestly, it's an easy win. My inclination, my first thought was like screenshots, but screenshots are actually a lot harder than it sounds like (laughs) they would be like, oh, I just, I just press a couple buttons and I have some screenshots. It's, there's actually strategy to taking to what screenshots you put up. I really think the storytelling part one is the most important element because from that comes what you talk to the press about, what your screenshots look like, whether or not you have a preview video, what is your subtitle? like All of this stuff springs from your story. So you do a little bit of work up front to figure that out. And then all of these other things that you have to come up with become considerably easier, as opposed to not really knowing what your narrative is and being like, oh, well, now it's time to take my screenshots. And you throw a bunch of stuff up and nobody understands what your app does because your screenshots are not leading them in a direction, right? I've done that where I've looked at apps in the store and I'm like, I'm not really sure if this meets my needs. I'm not sure if it's mm-hmm. the app that it's advertising it is. I, I can't tell if I would even know how to use it. And so I really think storytelling element sounds difficult, but you know, you're so familiar with your app. You created it for a reason. You know what that is. I'm just helping you kind of put it together.
0: Sounds so easy. Yeah. You're telling me it's easy. And I'm like, no, but I don't know what. Well, look, she
2: just came up with a good story as to why you want it, and now you understand it. So, storytelling proof.
0: (laughs) I know. And now I desperately want to get your book.
2: Yeah, it can be intimidating making a story sometimes because you feel like maybe, at least I did when I was trying to figure out this early on, is like maybe you're limiting your audience because the story that you're telling Mm. might not exactly line up with some of the users. You know, is that something you run into? And is there maybe a quick tip for like how to tackle that kind of thing? Like how to kind of get past that worry that what you're crafting is going to alienate users and maybe focus on how it's going to help you get users
3: instead? One thing to remember is that whatever you write is not forever. Your app is going, hopefully, is going to evolve over time. And you can change what you write. You can change it tomorrow. So don't think of it as something that's static and forever. You're not, we're not etching this in stone. You know, it's not Moses going and, and getting commandments and bringing them down from the mountain. It's just pixels. It, it's zeros and ones, right? So I think that's the first thing is you can always change it. So if you launch and people are like WTF, you can hopefully ask them for feedback or maybe they'll give you feedback whether you <laughs> ask for it or not. And you can figure out how to hone that.
2: Oh, you'll get feedback.
3: Yeah, you'll get You definitely, if you're lucky, you will get feedback. The thing that's really hard about being an indie, there are a lot of things that's really hard about indie, being an indie. But one of the things is that especially in app development, You don't have the resources to do like user testing and, you know, you can't do like person on the street. Will you play with this app and tell me what you think? And are you the audience for this? And even the companies that have huge advertising budgets and they have the capability to do this, maybe they don't do it which happens frequently. I think they're not getting it in people's hands and in doing that kind of marketing stuff, but also they're often wrong. Like we've all heard about really, really bad launches of (laughs) apps where it's like, this is so off base, you know, I I don't know what they were thinking. And so all that is to say, you're going to be okay. Like you have at least An idea of who your audience is and what they want. And if you don't have that 100% on target, that's okay. And also that target may shift over time. You're going to be revising this and be open to revising it. It's not like you're launching your app once and you're never going to open Xcode again, <laughs> hopefully. So your your product page, your descriptions, the way you talk about the app, your audience, that's all probably going to shift over time too.
2: Well, yeah, and that really rings true because like what you were saying earlier of persistence, You know, for me at least, persistence has proven like the thing that's really gotten me anywhere with Slopes is just I've been trying at this since 2013 and it took me years to get to the point where it started to take off. And so that sounds like that really kind of builds on what you're saying there.
3: Yeah. And I think that slopes is a really good example of this because you continually try new things. And whether they work or not, at least you know that you've made an attempt. Um, and then that's Mm -hmm. a data point right if it if it doesn't work okay well now you know maybe you found another way to approach things or whatever but yeah I think it's that's exactly what you need to do
2: just keep shipping just keep shipping (laughs) I mean the thing
1: is is that people forget to like you you can make a a horrifying misstep and people will eventually forget that that happened yeah look at Expedia (laughs) (laughs) everyone forgot about that data breach pretty quick well I just like you know if you make a mistake in like in the way that you sort of market your app or do anything like that like if you work to resolve it then people will just sort of like they'll get past it and whoever doesn't get past it then who cares about them
0: they're not your audience
1: yeah they're the wrong people
0: what do you think are some of the biggest mistakes that indie app developers um, make when they're thinking about their launch?
1: Well, wait,
2: that's plural. So that's a very long answer <laughs> potentially yeah, there. All,
0: please list all the mistakes. Give us
2: one, two. <laughs> I have, let's, let's put a scope <laughs> limit on this
0: answer. I've made them all. So I
3: think the the number one biggest mistake is, like we talked about at the beginning, not budgeting time to prepare for launch. The number one thing is you need to start preparing. The second you hear this episode, you need to start thinking (laughs) about your launch. Like the earlier you you can think about your launch, the better. When I work with consulting clients, they're like, so I'll send you everything a week before and we'll be in good shape. And it's like, no, I want to start working with you three months before launch, four months before launch, because we're doing things like thinking about the story. Is this going to be a good screenshot? Do you need to tweak things more? Is this even, I even do some usability consulting and UX writing. So does this message make sense if you're showing, if you're taking a screenshot of maybe, I don't know, some kind of onboarding screen maybe because you're trying to show how easy it is to get started and there are grammatical errors or it doesn't make sense, then, you know, that's that's a turnoff for people. So I think that's the biggest thing is really when you're doing it, and I know this doesn't always work, but when you're preparing for launches, well, it's kind of an ongoing process, or at the very least, you're like two months out, maybe depending upon what your release cycles are like. You're thinking, okay, what what is my release going to look like? Because again, Apple, if you're going to submit to Apple for future, they want that six weeks out. So. Prep early, and if you shift things, that's fine. And obviously, doing things like screenshots or preview videos or things that depend upon having a working app, those will be more last minute. But there's a lot that you can do at the start to kind of take the load off at the end.
0: I mean, so the three of us have apps out right now, and I'm I'm the only one that would be I think in the vicinity of bringing something new, but it's really not something new. It's more of like a relaunch.
2: Gus plus plus. Yeah.
0: We'll settle on a name someday. But would you change that approach at all, or any? Does your advice change if it's a relaunch? No. Or is I it pretty don't. much the same?
3: It's pretty much the same. I think the only the only time it really changes is when you're talking about teams. And and usually this is teams and not indie developers, which is where my advice doesn't fall apart necessarily, it just becomes different. But for indie app developers, you're not typically doing like weekly bug fixes and improvements, right? You're doing typically things spaced a little bit further apart, And so maybe the cycle becomes a little bit compressed, but as you're planning features, it's just a good idea to start thinking about, okay, how does this tie into the greater narrative of my app? How does this fit with my story so far? How do I need to tweak things? So really for a relaunch or a rebranding, why are you doing that? Probably, and I, I don't want to make assumptions about you specifically, but probably it's because you're trying to do something you're trying to do new audience building you want to do something um you want to go in a new direction you have gone in a new direction things like that so really in that case you're treating it very much like a new app
2: or apple told you to go in a new direction
3: <laughs> or, yeah, yeah it's just apple yeah apple
0: said do this and we said okay yeah yeah
2: so full disclaimer i suck at planning ahead i still fall into the fallacy of like hey, I'm launching a major version in a week and a half. Maybe I should finally do that marketing. Been there. But one thing I think I have honed in on is like at least thinking about the story ahead of time. And at least I can throw into the ring there. Like It's helped me a lot also polish my features. Thinking about how I'm going to market it and how I'm going to tell a story around it Mm. really has forced me to put the focus on the user in that way and not just much like oh this is a really cool feature but the story of how is the user going to use this how are they going to emotionally respond to it how is it going to make them feel more powerful with the app all that kind of stuff and that has actually really helped me redefine some features and even throw out some features of like well wait this 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 is a cool feature but it doesn't really fit the story so it's not just marketing.
3: Yep. And that's that's exactly why this story is so important is it does help you talk about your app, but it also acts as a North Star, really a, a guiding point. Does this fit my narrative? Does this fit my story? It doesn't really fit my story. Okay. Is that then something that I want to include or is this something that I need to reconsider? And it's also... It, it helps with kind of scope creep, too, especially when you're planning those version one mm-hmm. releases and you're like, I can just keep adding little things until the heat death of the universe. So if you have kind of that initial like this is what my app does and you're trying to add layers on top of that, if you know what your story is, you can be like, oh, wait, maybe I can rein this in. For at least my version one release, and then we can revisit these other features later.
2: Or the version 1.1 release, you might be like, you know what? If I hold back these three features, I can make a really compelling story for my 1.1 or why 1.2 update.
1: Right. Yeah, because you can always add features. Like, like, yeah, exactly. There's always room to add more features if you need to. So it's not something that you have to, you don't have to cram it all in at once. That's fine.
3: Yeah, I'm a big fan of like, avoid yeah. scope creep. Let the scope creep later. Get the thing out the door. Get your foundation set and make sure that you know what you're doing and get over those nerves, like those initial launch nerves. You're always going to be a little bit nervous launching your app, right? Because there are so many variables that go into it. But those version one, like that first okay, here's this thing and I'm putting it into the world, that's scary stuff sometimes. And so just kind of getting over that and then seeing the reaction to it and course correcting if you need to, that's that's really valuable.
2: Yeah, those nerves can sometimes add to that scope creep. Like I feel like a lot of the developers I've talked to, it's been they build this massive 1.0 because they feel like the 1.0 has to have everything. And they have to have this big splash launch with all this press coverage, like some of the pros might do, like, you know, a big 1Password update or a fantastic owl launch or something. Like, they feel like they have to achieve that. And they don't. Like, you have to play back more to what you're saying of the persistence. It's like, get a 1.0 out of the door and almost sometimes don't necessarily make a huge bet all your eggs on one basket deal. Wow, I think I'm completely butchered that metaphor but we'll just run with it (laughs) Um, bet bet all your money on one horse that's what i meant um that lays eggs (laughs) but you don't want to necessarily put all your eggs in that one basket there it's more like lower your expectations just get something out get it to your core audience and then be persistent And find how you can kind of evolve that story over time, right?
3: Yep, exactly. Yeah. And the reality is you're probably not going to make that splash on day one. Yeah. So just get something out into the world. I'm sorry if that dashes any hopes, but I mean, it happens. Don't plan on it. But not all the time. Just like you don't plan on an app
2: feature.
1: Like,
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: You can't bank on it. Well, now I feel like I've got a lot to think about and a lot of storytelling to figure out. (laughs) Would you say that
1: you're ready to launch your app?
0: Never, never. I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. That's fair. It's because I haven't read Aline's Guide. That's why. (laughs) But Aline, can you tell us where we can find information about the app launch map?
3: Yeah, you can go to AppLaunchMap.com. and if you want to sign up for the newsletter and be informed of when it is released, you can go to applaunch slash guide and that has a pretty newsletter form that you can use to subscribe right away. Um you can also follow App launch Map on Twitter. Those are probably the two best ways right now is signing up for the newsletter and following the not frequently used (laughs) Twitter accounts. (laughs) And as soon as it's ready to go, I'll let everybody know. Cool. Fantastic.
0: Well, if you'd like to get in touch with Aline, or us, maybe, if you're interested. <laughs> wait, wait.
2: First, I want to thank everybody who sent money to Jelly oh. as per request. A couple of episodes. Oh yes, thank you. We've thank you. Tweets, emails. <laughs> I am just so happy with you all. So, um, I guess send us Good an email job. with where I owe that ten dollars <laughs> to.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We'll get on it since he's got such yeah. a large money bank. I
1: do appreciate that. That most of them came with gifts. That was appreciated. No, your audience. Know your audience. They know what's what.
0: <laughs> well, we could send more money to you. Um, that would be at hello at independence.fm or independence.fm slash contact or real money through our Twitters. <laughs> Wait, our Twitter <laughs> takes <laughs> Apple Pay? <laughs> it does now because I said so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at eat a duck I must.
1: I am parrots, the plural of the bird. I am jelly bean soup.
0: And I'm Aline. That's A-L-E-E-N. Thank you all for listening and thank you to Aline for joining us this week. Bye-bye.